Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the newest installment of the No Low Cali Young Real Shit Roundtable Podcast. I am your host, No Low Cali Young, and today my special guest is me. I feel like uh, I probably should give my audience some insight as to who I am. Therefore, the reason for this episode right here, man. Every once in a while, some shit hit me that, you know, I blocked out. And I need to talk about it, so I'm finna talk about it with y'all. I hope that's alright. If it ain't, it's my show, so fuck it. You know how some people, like Kobe, LeBron, and Floyd Mayweather, and you know what I mean? Certain athletes, certain professionals... They say, I knew, I, I, I always knew what I wanted to be. You feel me? Me, myself, personally, I always wanted to be a baseball player. Ever, ever since I was old enough to think what I want to be, like four, five, six years old, I wanted to be a baseball player. I didn't want to be a rapper, I didn't want to be an actor, I didn't want to be a fireman or none of that other shit. I didn't want to be fucking president. I wanted to be a baseball player. So, you know, me and my partners, we used to play baseball all the time as a kid in the neighborhood. We'd get sticks and tennis balls or baseball bats and, you know, everybody had gloves, whatever, or... We go to the park and get it in, or, you know, I played in the little softball league at the park. I never was in the peewees, uh, you know, I was never coached. I was self-taught, you know what I'm saying? Um, the Puerto Rican side of my family, like, whenever we would have, like, family reunions or gatherings and shit like that at the park, you know, we all got it in. You know what I mean? Like we, we play baseball like a motherfucker at the at the family functions. Yeah, I I learned I learned how to play that shit just from practice. You know what I'm saying? Even if I had to throw the ball against the wall and catch it in my glove, or throw the ball hella high in the air and wait for it to come down and catch it, like you know, I learned from practice. I learned from ESPN. I learned from watching the games and shit. Like, I was dope, though. I was real-life dope. I got real good at that shit to the point where, like, I don't know if you know what a switch hitter is, but a switch hitter means that I can bat from the right side of the plate and the left side of the plate. You feel me? I could bat on both sides of the plate. It's not too many players in history that have ever done that, that could ever say that they could do that. You feel me? I used to go to the batting cages whenever my mama would take me because Malibu Grand Prix back in the day in Oakland by the Coliseum 
it used to be this place called Malibu Grand Prix, and once a week, you pay like five, ten dollars, some shit like that. You know what I mean per person, and you could play unlimited video games, or you can go in the batting cages and you can bat all night, or you can go in and and you can uh they had the the little race cars that you could drive around they little race track and shit. You know what I'm saying? And it was just free all night. Everything was just free all night. You just had to pay for the popcorn and all that type of shit. You feel me? So. I used to, you know, she used to take me up there with her boyfriend, Willie, God rest his soul, much as much as she could. And I'd be in the batting cages, swinging away like a motherfucker, you feel me? But I was never on a team. I was never coached. And then uh, when I got the ninth grade, I tried out for the baseball team. And I didn't, I didn't do great, but I was far from terrible. You know what I mean? First couple times I got to the plate, Coach K, he struck me out two times. By the third time I got to the plate, I started noticing like these niggas is putting donuts on a bat and warming up before they go up to the plate. I had never seen that before. Cause when you watch it on TV, you just watching the batter in the picture and shit like shit like that. You know what I mean? I started noticing these motherfuckers is putting donuts on their bats, and these motherfuckers, some of them got two bats with two donuts. You know what I mean? So they can keep up with the pitch. So I did that before my third at bat. On my third at bat, I rocked that motherfucker, hit a double. That mean I. Ended up on second base, like, oh, okay, I got this. You know what I mean? But regardless of the at-bats or whatever, like, the whole time I was playing my position, I feel nothing got past me. It's nothing I didn't catch. I got an arm. I hit the cutoff man when I was supposed to hit the cutoff man. If a motherfucker bounced from third trying to get home, I gun it to the home plate and catch the nigga out before, you know what I mean? So I definitely had talent. And I got cut. I got cut. And and the coach told me, he said, I want to keep the same team that I had last year. That's why I'm letting you go. Because I made promises to everybody that was on the team last year that I would bring them back this year. That shit broke my spirit. Real talk, as far as baseball concerned, anyway. As far as baseball concerned, that shit broke my spirit because that's all I ever wanted to fucking do. And I got somebody standing right here that's telling me, you're not good enough to do this, or I'm not going to let you do this because I promised these niggas I was going to let them do it. I never played baseball again after that. You know, after that, I turned fully to the streets. Not that I wasn't there before because 
I could remember being eight, nine years old and being a lookout. And during the same time I was a lookout, the I was fucking with niggas that was in their teens, like 15, 16, 17. They was my neighbors and shit. But I was also fucking with the kids my age that lived on the block too. I basically fucked with everybody on the block. But I used to like to kick it with the older motherfuckers because they was older motherfuckers. There ain't no other way to explain that one. That's basically what it was. So, they used to teach me, you know what I mean, little shit as far as like fighting or they gave me my first 40s. They gave me my first weed. Like, you know, I'm sitting around with these niggas and they like, huh, hit this. I'm like, all right. I go to hit it and I'm. <laughs> And blow the smoke out hella fast. They like, man, you wasting the weed. They like, man, you, when you hit that shit, you got to inhale. You got to... I'm like, okay. I tried to do that shit. I started coughing up a lung. These niggas sitting around laughing and shit. I could remember going home after that. Like, we still kicked it for a minute or whatever, and then I went home after that. My eyes had to been bloodshot red because I had weed all in my system. Like, probably stank like weed, too, shit, to be honest. I go home, my mom in the kitchen washing dishes. I'm on some retarded shit. Like, what you doing, mama? She like, I'm washing dishes. I'm like, you making something to eat? What's wrong with you? Ain't nothing. I just want to see if you was making something to eat. You hungry? Yeah, can I have the sandwich? Okay, I'll make you a sandwich. All right, cool. I'll go sit in the living room until that sandwich come out. After, after that sandwich come out, I'm back to... Can I go outside? That was my first experience with weed. I was about eight, nine years old. And... I remember one time, shit, I told my mama, I was like, Maceo mama said I could spend a night at his house because me and him was outside playing all day and we had talked about it, but his mama never said I could spend a night at the crib, you feel me? So after I done already went and told my mama that his mama said it was cool, then we went over to his house and we was asking his mama and she was like, nah, it ain't cool tonight. But I done already told my mama it was cool, and she already said it was cool. So I felt like I can't go home and tell moms I lied. And, you feel me? So I end up, I end up just sitting on the curb in front of my motherfucking house. And these niggas I was talking about before, the teenagers, you feel me? They saw me sitting out there and shit. They like, bro, what's up with it, man? Like, I told them niggas everything. I'm like, man, I told moms I'll spend night at this motherfucking house. I can't even spend a night. I can't go in the house because I can't tell if she going to whoop my ass. And they like, man, come get in the car with us. We, I'm like, all right. Because now I feel like I got something to do. And as a, as a young ass, seven, eight, nine, ten year old nigga, you, you feel like this shit going to last all night. Hell yeah, I'm going to get in the car. We've been in Conas. I don't know where we went. 
I don't remember all exactly what we did. I know the forties and Mickey's was flowing. I was babysitting the shit out that shit. That shit lasted. I don't know about. 20, 45 minutes before we was back on the block. They put me out the car. I threw up a little bit because, like I said, I was babysitting. Like, I wasn't guzzling that shit. You know what I'm saying? Just a little bit. It was my, you know what I mean, my first little taste of alcohol and shit. But after that, they start, you know what I mean, they start paying me, you know what I mean, $20 a day to be the lookout. All I had to do was stand out there and say, when 5-0 coming. And then one time they had, uh, they had this, they had this little bitch that they was fucking with, that they was running through. And my mama was gone. She was at work or something. And they was like, yo, can we take the bitch to the crib or whatever? I'm like, all right. So I let the niggas come in. And then uh, I told them that's my room right there. Because I think they had the girl. So I'm like, you know, that's my room right there. I'm trying to be cool. I'm trying to be Mr. Cool Kid. You feel me? So they go in there, they doing, I'm sitting in the living room, chilling, just feeling good, like, oh, these niggas like me, uh, you know what I mean, I'm popular, whatever the fuck I was thinking, man, I don't know what the fuck I was thinking, because that was some dumb ass shit, man, I shouldn't have not, I had never had did that shit, but they came out, when they came out, they was telling me, like, yo, she's still in the room. Go in there. She gonna suck your dick. I'm like, man, you lying. You playing, blah, blah, blah. They're like, nah, go. Go, for real, for real. I'm serious. So I go in the room. The bitch is sitting on my bed, for real. Like, she real life sitting on my bed. So I go sit next to her. And then when I go sit next to her, like, they all, like, standing in the doorway looking and shit. So I'm like, you know, at that age, I'm not trying to pull my shit out in front of nobody or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, damn, I probably shouldn't even be telling y'all this shit. Fuck it, bro. I done already started. I might as well finish. So, you know, at that age, like, I, I was, you know. Like, I seen them niggas. I'm like, nah, man, get out, get out, get out. I'm telling nigga, man, get out. Ooh, ooh. But she's sitting there. She's she right there like, man, pull it out. Pull. I'm like, you going to suck it for her? She like, yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, all right. I'm, I'm saying all right, but in my mind, I'm scared as fuck because, like, I don't want to show it to her. I don't want to show it to him. Like, I'm, I'm she going to think it's little. and You know what I mean? Like, I was going through it. But, uh. Yeah, yeah, she, yeah, she ended up sucking that motherfucker, and they kept c- coming in every time they came in, I was like, get out, get out, I didn't want them to see it, like, you know what I'm saying, so that shit was crazy, and them same motherfuckers, 
them same motherfuckers had other partners from around the corner, from D Street, and they used to, I don't know what the fuck they used to do, but the D Street niggas called one of their cousins or one of their little niggas that was the same age as me, and so my niggas and them niggas hooked it up to where they gonna bring their nigga over here and me and this nigga gonna fight, and I didn't have... I didn't know nothing about this shit. You feel me? I'm outside. I'm chilling with my folks, Ken Ken and Jose and, and Marks and Anthony and them. We playing a uh, touch football in the middle of the street. Them niggas come grab me like, hey, yo. This nigga over here said he want to fight you. I'm like, what? They're like, man, you ain't no punk, is you? I'm like, nah, I ain't no punk. They like, come on. So now I'm just walking with them niggas. So we go to the grass next door to my house. You feel me? I lived in a duplex, and then it was a duplex right next door, and then they had the grass in front right there. So we go right there, and they like, you going to fight him. And I just like, all right. And the mother niggas was standing over there. The D Street niggas was telling Brad the same shit, and he like, all right. And then they saying some shit like they had some money on it or something. You feel me? Mind you, I wasn't going to get shit out of this. He wasn't going to get shit out of this. This was basically strictly for them niggas' entertainment. So me and this nigga, we out there going at it for like five minutes. Then they break it up. They break it up. And then they pull me to the side. It's just like a... uh, It's just like a, a, a boxing match or a UFC fight or something like... They got me over here to the side. They like, man, when that nigga do this, you do that. When he do this, you do that. Every time you do this, you got him. Like, you being had him and all that kind of shit. You know what I mean? They saying all that and then they like, right, and they push you. And then, boom, y'all niggas, man, we must have went about five rounds, bro. We must have went about five rounds strictly for these niggas' entertainment, man. And then, and then my niggas was like, man, I told you, I told you, da, da, da. They started giving up monies and shit. I never got, I never got no money out that shit. I never got nothing from that shit. Straight up, real tough. I mean, looking back on it as a grown ass man. Just remembering and seeing it while I'm talking about it. Y'all know how that shit be. You know, you remember some shit, you can see it while you're talking about it. I I watch these niggas bet on me and win and don't give me shit. I was just fine playing fucking touch football with my partners in the middle of the street, bro, for real. Straight the fuck up. But anyway. You know what I mean? I was... I was in the streets before I turned to the streets. But what made me turn to the streets was... My dream I got crushed. You feel me? My dream had got crushed because he wanted to keep... The same. He, he promised 
the team that he was going to keep them together at the end. You motherfuckers ain't win no championships. You niggas ain't went to the playoffs, none of this shit. So I don't know why that shit was so fucking important. But the motherfucker told me with a straight face. And the cold part about it is like ever since I can remember, that's all I wanted to do up until that point was be a motherfucking baseball player. And then after I couldn't do that, I just went all the way in. I mean, I already had one foot in, one foot out. I could tell y'all a million motherfucking stories, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get into all that. But after that, I had both feet in. Long story short, you feel me? My little dreams was crushed right then, bruh. So, after that, I just, I just, like I said, I'm head first, both feet in, neck deep. Whatever came, came. I start rapping around the same time too. Not because I wanted to be a rapper, just because the closest at that time, Me Against the World had just dropped. And Bone Thugs and Pac. Them, them was the only motherfuckers that who tape I had that I listened to that I could hear my life in their music. But it was like bits and pieces. Like I could hear a lot of bits and pieces from these niggas. I could hear a lot of bits and pieces from him. I could hear a lot of bits and pieces from him. You know what I mean? But I I could never hear the whole story in each nigga song. I played Dear Mama for my mama and she started crying. When she heard the song, she started crying because there's so much shit in that song that directly relate to her and my relationship with each other. She cried, and she didn't even know who the fuck Tupac was. You know what I'm saying? So when I started writing raps, I I started writing because I wanted to tell my story. I wanted to be able to listen to some shit that's just all the way me. So that's why I started writing. That's why I started rapping. That's how that shit got popping. Fast forward. I'm 40 now. You know what I'm saying? I done I done led a long life. I done been through a lot of shit, a lot of ups, a lot of downs. Jailing some old shit. A lot of affiliations, coast to coast, literally, 
coast to coast. There's certain motherfuckers out here right now today want a nigga head. They ain't gonna never have it, but they want it. You know what I'm saying? Just a couple. Rest of them, it's all good. Don't even worry about it. I got kids now. I'm dealing with grown women and teenagers, and then I got a four-year-old. I'm on my second wife. So when y'all be listening to my podcast, like I said, like, you know, I don't I don't do interviews with motherfuckers I don't know. And they not necessarily interviews either. Other than my nigga Mr. Vicious. Shout out to Mr. Vicious because he had just dropped the album called Legacy. So I structured that interview to be an interview because I wanted for him to be able to promote his album. I wanted him to be able to tell his story or some of it, whatever we could get in in an hour. You feel me? For those that don't know him and for those that listen to my podcast to look him up, get a nigga a shot. You hear me? And all, if you notice, from guest to guest, we all hood niggas, man. We all hood niggas. We we talk like hood niggas. We live hood shit. We we been there, done it, backwards, forwards, top to bottom. You know what I'm saying? We just like all of y'all. You feel me? And that was one of the main reasons why I created the podcast was because when we listen or or watch podcasts, there's usually famous people behind it. You know what I'm saying? And interviewing other famous motherfuckers. I wanted to create something that it's for us. It's for it's for regular folks. Like, you know what I mean? You can you can listen to my podcast and you can hear yourself or you can hear somebody you know or you can hear your brother or your sister or something like that. Like you feel me? A family member, a relative, like I want people to listen to my podcast and feel like, man, this shit sound like us here at the crib right now. Like, you feel me? Something for us. Something that we can relate to. Like, everybody, all right, we all love drink champs and all that type of shit. You know what I mean? Mm, Celebrities talking celebrity shit and all that. Woo, woo, woo. But at the end of the day, though, we, we still out here. You feel me? We still out here, so I'm trying to, I'm trying to give us a voice. For those that's still out here. You feel me? Now, however you out here, that's your business. You know what I mean? If you still yesling, if you still... If you paycheck to paycheck, however however you living, if you still out here, I'm talking to you. 
know what I'm saying? Just like I said, my little baseball dreams got crushed. Maybe you had dreams of going to college and that shit got crushed for whatever reason. You feel me? Maybe you had dreams of shooting hoop or playing football. That shit got crushed for whatever reason. Like, you know what I'm saying? For all the people that come from families that I don't got to talk to you every day, every week, every month, every year. But every time I talk to you, it's like we ain't skipped a beat. We'll die for each other, period, point blank type of shit. I'll fight for you, period, point blank type of shit right now against whoever. You know what I'm saying? This is for y'all. You feel me? Like I said at the beginning of this episode, I don't, I don't think I ever really just gave y'all who I am. So that's the purpose of this show right now. It's just to give you some insight as to who I am personally. I always got somebody on here with me, you know what I mean? I'm feeding off them, I'm letting them tell their stories and shit. I'm chiming in here and there, but I never really told y'all who know. And a matter of fact, let me tell you how I got the name Nolo Calion. That's just one of many, but I stuck with this one for a reason. So, I'm Puerto Rican and black. My mama full-blooded Puerto Rican, my daddy full-blooded black, so I'm exactly 50-50. Manny in Spanish is Manolo, so I cut it to Nolo. So that's where the Nolo come from. I lived in Philly for six years after I got out of jail when I was 21. I was an out-of-state transfer because I got locked up in Florida. That's a whole nother... That's a whole nother fucking episode. So, I got locked up in Florida. I got out. I so out of state transfer to Philly because my biological grandfather lived out there. He said I could stay with him. He said uh, I could work with him because he was a foreman at a construction job. They put it through. So, that's how I ended up out there. So, I ended up out. I was living out there for six years, whatever. But while I'm out there, everybody, like, Every time I talk to a motherfucker, they like, man, you got an accent. Where you from? I'm like, man, I'm from East Oakland, California, bruh. And they like, oh, okay, Cali. So motherfuckers just start calling me Cali. Everybody knew, everybody in the neighborhood knew me as Cali, except for my nigga Wiz. Every time my nigga Wiz see me, he be like, Cali Young. I be like, what's up with it, nigga? And that nigga, bruh. That nigga is not for play. Shout out to my nigga Wiz. Shout out to my nigga Mike. Tate. Team. Sleepy. Ski. Brett. GP. Screw. Two-Face. All my top side Somerville niggas. All my Germantown niggas. All my north side niggas. Straight up. Shout out to Bread, the whole OR fam, nigga. Straight up, nigga. Straight up, nigga. Real talk, bruh. 
<laughs> yeah, that's a whole nother three podcasts right there. What up, six years, nigga? Shit. Went crazy out that motherfucker, bruh. Anyway, my nigga Wiz, though. This nigga could have been a boxing champ. But he, uh, you know, he used to be a hustler in the street. He don't hustle and shit no more. He used to be a hustler. And that's how we met. I was hustling, he was hustling. Shit, we selling rocks on the same block. Except for out there, on the East Coast, like, they sell that shit in caps. Out here, we sell it in a Ziploc. We got the spitters, y'all. California niggas know what I'm talking about. You know what I mean? We got spitters, they got caps. You feel me? I had the bunny jones, the illusion jones, he had the, the short jones. You feel me? Whatever. But that's every time the nigga see me, Calion. Like, every time. Every time. So that's where Calion came from. So I put it together Nolo Calion. That's my name. Straight up. So now y'all, now y'all know the, the science behind my name. Cause it is my name. My mama been calling me Manny since the day I was born. My son, Junior, his name is Manny. You feel me? Like I told y'all, Manny in Spanish is Manolo. I cut it to Nolo. Everybody in Philly called me Cali, except for my nigga Wiz, and he always called me Calion. So, Nolo, Calion. You know what I'm saying? One came from my mama, one came from the streets. There you go. Nolo, Calion, Real Shit Roundtable Podcast. Just gonna keep it gangsta with y'all niggas. And I appreciate, I, I, I want to say this too, I appreciate everybody that been tuning in, all my regular listeners, you feel me? Everybody that been supporting the shit, I appreciate y'all. I know everybody got shit to do with their time, but if a motherfucker can... Take an hour out they day to to support and, and, and you know what I mean. Listen to my shit. I appreciate you. I thank you. I love you. But I know a lot of y'all. I know a lot of y'all because when I be talking to you, you be like, "Yo, nigga, I just heard that." You know what I mean? I'm like, "That's what's up." I appreciate y'all motherfuckers. I love y'all motherfuckers. Even the ones I don't talk to every day, every week, every month. You know, I'm bad with them phones, man. Straight up. I'm bad with that shit. Because, you know, motherfuckers be having hella shit going on every day. Constantly. Just got hella shit going on. You feel me? Just like everybody else. You feel me? So... When I pick up the phone, it's, I'm, it's on some business-related shit or it's on some trying to solve a problem type shit or, you know what I'm saying? It's for a reason. And when I ain't doing that, I'm trying to find a, a little spot to chill where I can just relax. 
Got a lot of shit going on in the family. Deaths and some more shit. But that's on a that's on a personal note to my loved ones. My loved ones listening to this shit. I love y'all to death, man. Y'all know y'all ain't never not in my heart. Straight up. And for those of y'all who I don't know that listen to the show, I'm going to extend a sincere thank you. You feel me? And please feel free to leave me whatever comments. I don't give a fuck what it is. Leave me any comments you want. I'll hit you back. But it, it, except if except if you talking shit, if you talking shit, bruh, I'm, I'm too grown. I'm too grown to get into it with a motherfucker. I don't know that I can't see. You know what I mean? You can't pull up on me. I can't pull up on you. I'm not gonna waste my time with that shit, bruh. If you got negative shit to say, I read it and still. Thank you for listening. You feel me? But for those of y'all who actually like the show, thank you. I'm going to keep it popping. I'm going to keep it pimping. We're going to keep it pushing. You know what I'm saying? Real talk. Straight up. I was born in I was born in Philly. I was born in Philly. Which is why my biological grandfather is out there. You know, I told y'all when I got out of jail, all that shit. I was born out there when I was four years old. Shit went down, shit happened. My mama moved out to California. Been here ever since. She moved to Oakland. Been here ever since. I'm a town nigga. And for, you know, for those that don't know, town nigga is Oakland, California. You know I mean, I'm from 82nd. Shady Eddies, Big Block, all the shit. I was a Bohannon for a long time. You know, I'm trying to I'm trying to give y'all some insight, but I don't want to give y'all too much though. You feel me? Because if, if I if I if I give y'all too much, I'm giving them too much. Because you never know who listening to this shit. Which brings me to my next point. We created slang, so motherfuckers ain't know what the fuck we talking about. So why the fuck y'all keep going on these motherfucking movies and these interviews and all the shit and telling motherfuckers what our slang words mean to where now everybody know what our fucking slang words mean? It's called slang for a motherfucking reason. It's called Ebonics for a motherfucking reason. 
It was supposed to be a language for us. Y'all motherfuckers sitting here listening to motherfuckers talk Spanish and shit. Don't know what the fuck they talking about. But everybody know what the fuck we talking about. Come on, man. We need to, we need to create some new slang that's just for us. Fubu, nigga. For us, by us. So we can have conversation amongst ourselves and we the only ones know what the fuck we talking about. So when I say yopalization and I'm off the yumps and easy and all the shit, you know what the fuck I'm talking about. I know y'all don't right now, but if we meet in person, you will. Niggas that know me know what I'm talking about. If I say I'm going to see you in a Hindu or some shit like that, you know what the fuck I'm talking about. I ain't going to give it all away right now in these quick little few minutes that I got left, but I'm just trying to make the point of slang is supposed to be for us. It's supposed to be our language. Motherfuckers is going off on TV and shit, telling everybody everything. You know what I mean? Just always explaining to motherfuckers, this is what this means, that's what that means. Man, stop doing that shit, bro. They take everything we got, our style, our swag, our culture, and then the part that pissed me off the most is you could be watching like a little comedy movie or something, and it'd be a whole entire white cast. I guarantee you're going to see some black shit in there. One of the cast members is going to be acting black. A female, a male, or they gonna be playing some hip hop music in the background or some shit like that in a certain scene. Like that should be pissing me off, bro. Like they steal everything from us, man. We originate, they steal it, they profit off the shit more than we do. But if we was talking to us like we used to be in the early 90s where we the only ones know what the fuck we talking about and they sitting there scratching their head trying to figure it the fuck out we be more productive we get money off that shit it's just a little that's just a little footnote, man. Food for thought type of shit. And I said it before in the podcast with my nigga Puda. I forgot what episode it was. I think it's like season two, episode two, some shit like that. But we need to bring the Black Panthers back, man. With all these police killings, with all this injustice, we need to bring the Black Panthers back. Straight up, for real. Real fucking talk, man. Police our own fucking communities. Do our own schooling in-house. Take care of each other. Look out for each other. Real shit. Real shit, man.
And on a on a political note, real quick, real fast, one time, I just want y'all to understand one thing. I know voting is important. Voting is extremely important, but this shit is rigged up. They already know who they want to be the next president or if they if they want whoever in office to stay in office. The shit is already predetermined. Each state has a certain number of electoral votes. California is the biggest state, so California has the most votes. And California has 52 electoral votes. So what they say they do is they count all the ballots and whichever person has the most votes in that state wins that state. So when they say Donald Trump won whatever the fuck, that means he got the electoral votes from that state, which is probably 13 or 20 or 15 or some shit like that. It's not because they actually sat there and counted every single motherfucking vote. Because if they did that shit, a lot of these elections would be turning out different. Because who, who, who's the niggas that's sitting there counting every single fucking vote on every single fucking ballot? Who is them? What is they name? They haven't told us that they ain't never said that shit. Who is they naming the people that are sitting here and collecting this data and saying, okay, we got more votes for such and such and so-and-so than such and such and so-and-so, so our electoral votes is going towards whoever the fuck. They ain't never said that shit. They just say, this person won that state, that person... All this shit is predetermined. George Bush stole two elections and it came out. Like his brother was the governor of Florida. He stole that two times. All that shit came out and still they let this nigga be president. Nobody did nothing about the shit. You know why? Because the shit was already predetermined. Obama did a hell of a job. And he was the first black president, but shit. After how much shit Bush fucked up and the wars that he started and all the shit. You couldn't do nothing else but put a black president in that motherfucker. But you had to find that right black motherfucker. And Obama did his motherfucking thing like, I'm the right motherfucker. I'm the right motherfucker. Then after he got in there, he... He let he he let some nigga shit slip out and be like, hey, I'm I'm with y'all, but I gotta you feel me? And I'm like, I got you. You feel me? He couldn't all the way, but he did enough to show, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying don't go vote. I'm just saying look into this shit. Whatever state you live in. How many electoral votes does your state have? I guarantee you it's not in the hundreds. 
It definitely ain't in the thousands and it definitely ain't in the millions. How many electoral votes does your state have? California only got 52. And it's the biggest state and they got the most electoral votes in the whole entire country. So go ahead, look that up. Because that's something that really needs to be talked about. And, like I said, who is these people that's actually sitting there counting every single vote? When you get the ballot, they want you to vote for 35 different motherfucking things. 35 different motherfucking things on one ballot. Y'all know Kanye on that motherfucker trying to run for vice president and shit like that right now too, right? Come on now, bro. Come on now. You're going to present yourself as being unstable several times on national television, on public forum, and we supposed to trust you with the country? Come on, bro. You, you you make good beats, you make good music, man, stick to that shit, bro. Stick to that shit. You're always out here ranting and raving about a whole bunch of shit don't nobody give a fuck about. You know what I mean? You got people out here giving you sympathy for no motherfucking reason, talking about Kanye need help. And this nigga's on the ballot. For vice president, if this motherfucker... Come on, bro. Come on, bro. Hell no, I'm not finna vote for that shit. To be honest, while I'm on the subject, I don't even think I'll vote for Will Smith. Some of y'all might be pissed off at me for saying that shit, but I'll be reluctant. Because I feel like he been riching with them white folks for so long, he going to have the white folks' best interests at heart. He going to say some shit about some niggas and try to do a little bit of something for some niggas. But I feel like his main agenda going to be to please them white folks. He, he ain't never even made a nigga movie. And if you look at... If you look at the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, that shit wasn't nothing but the Cosby show with hip-hop in it. That's all it was. It was the Cosby show with hip-hop in it. It was catered to white folks, but presented to black folks. And straight up. You talk all that Willie from Philly shit, but the nigga couldn't box on a TV show, but in real life, he could chunk him, though. If you run up on Will Smith, you, you better have your hands right. You know what I'm saying? That's how that's how long he been fucking with them white folks, man. Like, I just can't trust it. You know who I would vote for, though, in all honesty... Who I would vote for if they ran for president? I don't know. It's somebody whose name I don't know is definitely not a motherfucking celebrity. 
Just like Barack, like that motherfucker gonna come out of nowhere. Joe Biden look good, sound good right now, but psh, ain't no telling what that motherfucker gonna do if he actually get in office. He might just hate Trump enough just to say some good shit and then he get in there and be doing the same ass shit. appreciate y'all for listening once again this has been another episode of the nolo calion real shit round table podcast and on this podcast oh shit before i forget before i forget i want to send a shout out to the 85 South Show. I want to send a shout out to Drink Champs. I want to send a shout out to Fat Joe. I want to send a shout out to uh, T.I. and the Expeditiously Podcast. You feel me? I want to send a shout out to Snoop Dogg and the GGN. You feel me? Who else? Uh... That's it right now that I could think of. Oh, the Breakfast Club. I'm sending a shout out to the Breakfast Club. You feel me? I fuck with y'all niggas. I fuck with y'all. Ebro. I don't really, I don't really fuck with dude like that. I don't, I don't, I don't really like the way that nigga be. Nah. But Breakfast Club, I fuck with y'all. So yeah, y'all go check all them shits out, what I just said, 85 South Show, Drink Champs, motherfucking GGN with Snoop, motherfucking uh, T.I. Expeditiously, you know what I mean, y'all go check all that shit out, all that shit on YouTube, you feel me, my shit coming to YouTube soon, you know what I'm saying, I'm just trying to get a couple little things in order first before I do that. You feel me? I'm make sure shit is right. But like I said earlier, thank you to all my listeners. I appreciate y'all. I fuck with y'all. And have a nice night. Nolo Calion out. Peace. <laughs>